ACC covers country. All right, we're here at Hot Country Nights, the last show of this series at Ballpark Village. Remy, Casey, and our good friend Megan Maroney. How are you? Hello, I'm great. <laughs> Here, use the mic. Oh, right. I there forgot that That's I awesome. have this in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just talking about how you're all over the place. You are traveling. I was just traveling last weekend, and I never see anybody famous when I go to the airport. Do you disguise yourself? Do you get recognized when you're going through the airports? Funny you say that. Today, um, I was tracked down at baggage claim, and there was someone who had several photos of me to sign. So... <laughs> That was fun. How do you feel I don't about dis- that? I don't disguise myself, but maybe I should. I don't know. <laughs> I think this is when you utilize a mask and some sunglasses. Um, yeah. No, I just had headphones on. And my, I mean, I've, my guitar is a giveaway. Um, I have a little MM backpack, which is a giveaway. So. Very nice. Um, well, I know that music has kind of been part of your life growing up. You grew up in a very musical family. Uh, I have to ask about it just because I'm an actual musical fan, but... You were in some musicals growing up, right? Did you play Belle in Beauty and the Beast? Um, it was actually a Disney musical, so it was a couple different Disney movies. Okay. But in the Beauty and the Beast part, I was Belle. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. And I feel like I heard you say one time that you had a music teacher or someone who told you that your voice sounded damaged and so that it's you true. weren't going to get like lead roles. Have you had anybody, maybe that person or anybody like that, reach out now that you've come so far? Oh, yeah, all of them. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, damn, I told we you. Were wrong. Um, well, yeah, I don't think she meant it in like a negative way, but mm-hmm. she was just, I definitely didn't have like the princess Broadway voice, you know? Yeah. To like understand that. But um, yeah, everyone's nice now. They always come back so. around. Right, right. I know social media has kind of launched your career. Um, and I know it's kind of a new way for artists to get their stuff out there. Do you think it still would have happened if it weren't for TikTok? I think it would have taken a lot longer because I feel like a lot of this has happened really quickly. And um, I definitely think social media has a lot to do with that. Um, I built my following in college, so I came to Nashville already with a following and um, I was a marketing major and I used to be an influencer, so I know how to um, like market myself, I guess, so. Gotcha, gotcha. (laughs) Um, I had one more question about TikTok and it, do you like watch TikTok? Do you scroll or do oh, you yeah. post? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was... What are you like in the algorithm of right now? Because I've been question. in like prison TikTok for a minute, and I don't know how I prison got there. TikTok. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm on Kelsey Ballerini TikTok right now. <gasps> so good. Um, every single video is her singing Penthouse Live, so we love that. So good. <laughs> I always end up on marching band TikTok. You guys are so <laughs> much cooler than me. You've never been on marching band. <laughs> you do like the weird shit. That's true. It's very weird. Uh, Casey, did you have something that you wanted to play? Yes. So we're going to play a quick game of would you rather. You just tell us which one we'd rather do. Would you rather wear Tennessee orange to a Georgia Bulldogs game or get caught accidentally liking your ex's new girlfriend's Instagram pic while you're creeping? Tennessee. You'd rather wear (laughs) Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because I already wrote a song about it. So I'm like, forgive me. I already already warned you guys. (laughs) Okay, would you rather retake a college accounting class that was so hard that, like, you literally changed your major, or would you rather go to court for throwing your heels at a boyfriend? Court for throwing heels at a boyfriend. Then retaking a college class? Yeah. Must have been hard. Honestly, yeah. I would want to look cute in the mugshot, though, for sure. 
well. I, said, that's how, I feel like that's how you get your street cred, right? <laughs> it kind of is. But it'd be like the cutest street cred ever, right? <laughs> I thought about doing it, but the guys I've dated, I'm like, not worth it. He's not worth jail, Megan. He's not worth jail. Don't do it. <laughs> okay, last one. Would you rather tell everybody who Tennessee Orange is about or take a shot of this whiskey? Take a shot. Wow, That's what that we thought. Quick. So we came prepared. That was quick. All right, well, it looks like it's Ready? not going to happen. Just me? Yeah, okay. Just you. Yeah. Throw it back. There it is. All right, our last night of Hot Country Nights. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Shania Twain talks a lot of ish on a man she's still never even met. That man being Brad Pitt. Okay, so you're Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much. Shania Twain was recently on an episode of Chicken Shop Date where they got into all the hard-hitting topics. Like whether or not she's actually met the type of men that she once claimed to not be very impressed by. Have you ever met a rocket scientist? No. Never. I wrote about Brad Pitt. I never met Brad Pitt. Really? I know. I think he's avoiding me, honestly. Shenanigans! I I am upset about this! I just, I feel like if I was Brad Pitt and I not only had someone write a song about me, but the woman of the 90s write a song about me and it blow up the way it has and stay popular over all this time, I'd at least maybe send a... (laughs) What's it called? uh, Like a music gram? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? A candy gram? I'd send something. candy gram. (laughs) I sent you this barbershop quartet to apologize. I'd like to... um, Apologize for whatever I've done to you, Shania, and I'd also like to ask for my 10% for using my name, slandering it. Thank you. They also hit some hard-hitting topics like one of Remy's favorite questions to ask, would you ever go to space? They stole my question. They stole your question. They must have seen it somewhere. Shania said she would not go to space, but she's not afraid of aliens. Don't get it twisted. Okay. Don't know what she means by that. Well, I mean, aliens are among us anyway, so let's be honest. There's a bunch of hybrids walking around here. Yeah, she seems pretty confident that it's no biggie. And she was also asked... Would you rather speak every language in the world or be able to speak to animals? I can speak to animals already, I feel. Oh, okay. I'm not I'm so. not going to argue that. I really think she <laughs> truly can. <laughs> if anybody on earth was going to do it, it's probably her. The It's one of those interviews that they don't ask very serious questions, and it's all very... <laughs> satire and silly and you know dry humor almost I think she probably got into an argument with a leopard after a couple music videos where she was wearing you know she was able to talk to the leopard right upset that she was I'm sure it was fake right exactly which is why she's a vegetarian now because she shows respect and solidarity with the animal kingdom and the circle of life so you can watch (laughs) that video on our Instagram story it's really funny it's also on our Facebook page Kelsey Ballerini has a new biggest fan and it's a pretty cute boy and a pogue All weekend long, I kept coming across video and video and picture and another video of Kelsey Ballerini concerts where her new boyfriend, Chase Stokes, also known as John B. from Netflix hit Outer Banks, was out in the crowd, standing in the crowd, standing at the soundboard of front of house, standing side stage like he was literally at every single show she must have had in the last week and was somewhere in the building and was acting a fool, dancing, singing, quite literally dancing as if no one was watching. Yeah. And you can tell that he understands that people, that they have cameras on him, fans are taking videos, but he doesn't care and he's 
singing every word back to her. He's dancing along in the crowd. He's fist pumping in the air. He's taking pictures of fans that are around him. And he really got everybody's attention. They're in the super honeymoon phase right now. Super honeymoon I'm phase. I'm so proud of you. You go up on stage every night. Super proud. So hot. She's also kind of playing into the initial rumors that their relationship was just a PR stunt to promote his new season of Outer Banks and her new album. And a lot of people were saying, mm, we think you guys are just hanging out just to get some attention, just yeah. to get some new streams. And she posted a photo of them with the caption, I don't know. They look kind of staged. It's uh, it's friends with benefits, but the benefits are financial benefits. The benefits, it's all a business relationship, yeah? I, at first, was skeptical, too. I was kind of like, ah, this is a little too convenient, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, And it still kind of feels that way, but after seeing all these clips of him in the crowd totally being a supporter and a fan himself, like, actually looking like... He is fangirling like this is an artist that he's been waiting a long time to see on stage. Yeah. I, I think I ship. Do you know where he grew up? Did he grow up in L.A.? Like yeah, California? I think he's a Californian. I feel like a lot of Californians always have this fascination with people that grew up in the Midwest or in Tennessee yes. or whatever. So she's probably very wholesome to him. Very real. Yeah. As opposed to all the Californian like fakeness that goes on. So, of course, oh, yeah. he's enamored right now, and I really hope that it does work out. I think, they're, I think they'd be a great couple. I'm sure she feels that way, too, because as of, like, three years ago, this guy, he was a nobody who yeah. just, like, totally took the scene by storm. He's, like, Netflix's it boy right now. So Yeah, and she went up on stage over the weekend with a sock attached to her dress. Yeah, like she had been running around during a, a costume change and it just like picked up along with her dress. And she just, the most authentic way possible, she's like, I feel like Sully from Monsters, Inc. on stage. And it was just like, it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, okay, that's endearing. She so. is so, she has a lot of those moments. I've, I've seen a lot of TikToks, like the one where she walks out, she has a quick costume change. She comes out and she starts singing in the crowds like, stop, stop. <laughs> Your zipper's down. <laughs> and she stops the song and she's like, oh, not me with my zipper down singing heart first. Yeah, right. Tim McGraw is helping one Florida dad embrace the meaning of live like you are dying. Michael Hugo is his name. He's 37 and he got on social media after getting a really tough diagnosis. And I'll let him explain it because um, it's really heartfelt. My name is Michael Hugo. And in April, end of April, I was diagnosed with stage four glioblastoma. One of my dreams is to be with my, my, my little girls for their wedding. One of my dreams or goals that could, have, could be is to do a duet with my little girl with Tim McGraw and do a little video, just an iPhone video that we could play during their wedding. He goes on to say like he knows his diagnosis is tough and he knows there's probably a better chance that he won't be there than that he could. And so he's trying to make sure that every milestone for his daughters is set up before that time comes. Ugh. And he put that out to social media and it went absolutely viral. People on news stations, fans, everybody was like, all right, Tim McGraw, if there's one thing you're going to do this week, this should be it. So Tim went ahead, he flew out, Michael, his wife, and his two girls to Nashville, and they got down to it. I'm here with the Hugo family. I'm glad we're all here together, and we're going to make this happen. We're going to work this out. Man. Super feel-good story. Isn't it crazy Feel how, good and feel sad. Yeah. You know, with a diagnosis like that, the, you really don't have any choice but to live like you're dying, right? right. So. It's nice that we have technology these days to where you can record video, record audio, yeah. all of the things like 
you wanted to record every single birthday message if you knew that you were going to pass in the next several months or whatever for your kids record or whatever. Them and set them to the side like, and yeah, easily it, accessible. It's the worst in the world, but also I think technology does a good job of, of, of helping people through those those tough times for sure. Yeah. So, man, that's, that is not, not awesome news, but cool that Tim McGraw stepped up and he did that. Yeah, a really nice heartfelt moment, and that video is going to go up on our Facebook page and our Instagram. There are a few things that give me the heebie-jeebies the way that this video of Gary Lavox does. So, growing up, my parents would always kind of, like, hate on Rascal Flats. Why? I don't... I never really understood because I'm not in the same boat. Like, hashtag me and my gang for life. A1, day one, fast cars and freedom. But the older I get and the more that these three guys post on social media, the more I understand <laughs> where my parents were coming from. And that really hit me yesterday when I saw all the country news sites, headlines. They say Gary LaVox covers a Toby Keith song in a hair salon. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Let me check it out and watch it. Turns out Gary was kind of just taking us along on a day, um, on a day, a guy's day out. What's up, everybody? You want to go with me to the hair salon? Y'all hold on. I'm about to get this doo-wop whack, little color, little natural highlight on the highlight <laughs> better natural. Come on, kick it back one time. And you, you, you go on to see him get foils and the natural highlight and the whole shebang. Is it natural? If it's I say, not natural. No, it's I was going to say, if I, if, if I go in and I say, I would like a natural highlight, it doesn't come out looking like this. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's very like, hey, guys, use my code Gary40 for your very own Guy Fieri Smash Mouth hairdo from the 90s. I don't know. I was kind of like, Gary LaVox, what are we doing here? But then the songs. How do you like me now? Now that I'm on my way, you might think I'm crazy, but I'm not going to have any grades. You might think it's lovely. He strikes me as the kind of guy that you hang around that loves their voice so much yeah. that they're always singing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to really like when I sing to them. And this is going to be a funny song. Oh, they liked it that one time. <laughs> Between Gary Lavox's social videos, Jada Marx's terrible reality TV show, and Jodon Rooney's messy divorce details, yeah. I simply... I just don't know about they're, Rascal Flats right now. They're like child stars, you know what I mean? Like uh, yes! the, the troubled child stars that got kind of stuck in how 1997 and 1998 went for oh them. Oh my gosh. They're very successful guys. They're 99 obviously. 99 through 2013 was so great for them. Yeah. That 2023 is looking really weird. They're all very talented dudes. Yes. All they produced so many number one records, True. but it's, it's like they're all kind of stuck in the. The They're just 2000s, doing you know? some weird things and I don't <laughs> like it. I saw this video and I had to say something about it because I know I'm not the only one who was thinking these things. Sam Hunt is sprinkling some lyrics into his new album that are storylines of his real life. Sam Hunt releasing his new album soon. It's called Outskirts. He just um, released the song Outskirts mm -hmm. for it. And there are a few lines throughout that tell the story of his life even though the song isn't inspired by true events because the song tells the story about a single guy who's keeping busy in the city to keep his mind off of the relationship that he lost and whenever he returns to the outskirts that's when he sees the life that they could have had together if they'd stayed you know together and so inspired by true events is that what you said inspired <laughs> I said well it's not very it's not his real life but there are lines in it that 
are true to his life, like this one in particular. Big old yellow bucket's about to break ground. Why you shooting all my baby names down? So it's the line about the baby names and how they were building a house while his real life, Hannah was pregnant and yeah. actually shooting down all his baby names. Even And he would included that in the song, even though it didn't happen in the heartbreaking way that he alluded to. Big oh, wait, hang on, sorry. If I'm content and happy and all's going well, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily inspired to grab a guitar and write a song. That was a line that definitely came from my experience having a child. All my names were were shot down pretty quickly. <laughs> really? It almost turned into this rivalry. I thought, are you just dead set against me coming up with this name? Is that kind of how you felt whenever you guys were having babies? Um, not really. I was just, you know, that that had me thinking about those moments where we had the short list of like maybe two to three names, mm-hmm. and then I was okay with all of them. I don't know that I. I don't know that I. I kind of feel like that might be how it goes most of the time. Something tells me that the guy is probably chill with a lot of them. Yeah. And the mom, or at least one person in the relationship, is like, nope, 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 (laughs) nope. Crossing off names left and right. I don't know how many I actually came up with on my own. I just kind of relied on her to, you know, come up with the list. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, and then you would just fact check it. Yeah. Leo didn't have a name for the first six hours of his life. So my family tells me. The same thing about me. Yeah. That it was just baby washhousing in the in the whatever. Yeah. We're like, we got to come up with something. The next time the nurse comes in, we got to have a name. <laughs> they keep on calling him Only baby. Only nine months to decide. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> anyway, Sam Hunt writes this entire album from that perspective of lives that he could have lived but didn't. And then ultimately, like, you know, he was led down this path for a reason. But what if he didn't? What if he chose someone else? Or what if he chose a different city? That's how he wrote this new album. I'll post more about it to our Facebook page if you are excited to see Sam Hunt whenever he's here in July. Let us know in the comments, 92.3 W-I-L. Yesterday was International Women's Day, and a few of our artists couldn't help but shout out their favorite ladies. Obviously, Thomas Rhett has a substantial amount of women in his life, Mm -hmm. or at least females at this point, because he's got five just in his household between Lauren, Willa, Ada, Lennon, Lily. I got to think to remember all their names. She has female animals, too, sure. Right? Animals? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. They're the la- they're ladies in his life, right? Yeah. I don't know what kind of animals he's got, but sure. <laughs> also, Shania Twain has a new song out on her album, Queen of Me. Queen of Me. So she had to get in on the day as well. She said, today and every day, women are leading change and making a difference, like the absolute queens that we are. So I wanted to highlight a few women who have inspired me and made me feel hopeful. Let's shout them out. And she goes on to... It's like a little slideshow video of uh, women in the industry like Kelsey Ballerini for consistently challenging others in country music. You know what that's right. <laughs> challenging Taylor, that, that ex. That ex-husband. <laughs> Taylor Swift for being the only person to top herself in album sales. Dolly Parton for all of her philanthropy work. The Olympic Women's Team Canada for all their success. Or for all their success. Sorry. Plus, like Adele, Avril Lavigne, Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, Kelly Clarkson, mm-hmm. all the goods. Every woman. I'm every 
terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it was a nice little slideshow. I'll repost it to our socials. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at 923 WIL. Did you post that about me on our Facebook page yesterday? I feel so bad because I knew it was International Women's Day and I didn't like make a big deal out of celebrating the women in my life. I'll tell you what, the women probably didn't know. Well, I was going to say, I feel like I celebrate women every day of my life. And that's what counts. (laughs) That's just one day. All 365. Yes. Casey covers country.